0: Welcome to extraterrestrial reality in his 1998 groundbreaking book, the threat, Dr. David M. Jacobs, a professor at temple university in Pennsylvania presented his findings of the alien abduction phenomenon after interviewing hundreds of uh, alien abductees. Now, uh, this book, if you don't have it in your library and you're interested in this subject, I highly recommend that you uh, get this uh, book. I'll, I'll leave a link in the description for those who are interested in it. But anyway, uh, uh, for the purpose of this exercise, I want to just read a little section from this book. This is from chapter 5, and it's on page 98 of the hardcover edition, and it's under a section called Basic Alien Biology. Until now, how aliens obtain fuel has been a mystery. My earlier research showed that alien biology was different from human biology, but with no obvious sign of ingesting food one could easily surmise that these beings were robot-like stamped out by a die with an internal power source one of allison reed's abduction experiences gave me the key to the puzzle i just want to stop there for a second allison reed is uh the name of one uh the name that's being used by one of the people that he uh had uh hypnotized uh and and had you know, regressed her memory uh, to so he could figure out what was going on. But anyway, continuing during a four and one half day abduction, a hybrid took Allison to rejoin her escort, who had been with her since the beginning of the abduction the hybrid mistakenly took allison into a room that apparently was off limits it was large circular and had a vaulted ceiling allison saw approximately 40 tanks filled with liquid in a horseshoe arrangement around the circular wall she heard a humming sound and saw a yellow light streaming to the center of the room from the ceiling And Jacobs asked uh, Allison Reed, so what happens next then? You walk in there, you absorb this scene? And she responded, the light in the center, it withdraws. I'm standing there for a while. Eventually the light in the center, it kind of sucks itself up. It goes into the ceiling. Now these things, tanks, they're like tilted, back just so ever so slightly but randomly they'll sit front and then the water i say water water the liquid just goes it just goes i don't know where it goes it just goes it may be sucked into i don't know do you hear a gurgling gurgling sound or anything uh jacob's asked her and she responded i hear wish they are sitting back at an angle and every time one is moved ever so much forward it goes wish like that Then it's forward and the liquid is dissipated. It's gone. I don't see like a hose coming out of the top. And then Jacobs asks her, uh, now this happens when the light withdraws. And she responds, right. The light withdraws first, the yellow round thing in the center. But then it's like like intermittently they don't all sit up together at, at once and everybody comes piling out. It's more like randomly one will pop up here, there, you know, from this side, that side. Some are in longer and some come out and then he asks asked her what happens then and then she responds well some of them they start to come out they come out and then he asks how do they come out and she says they walk right through it they walk through it. he asks they don't open the door or anything and she says no and then jacob says they walk right through the glass in other words and she says right just like they do at my house and then jacob's asked her uh Are they surprised to see you or do they just go about their business or what do they do when they come out? And she responds, they just walk past me. They walk past me and I'm waiting there. Isn't this stupid? I'm waiting there for this gray guy. I'm so stupid. Why do I do that? I'm remembering this and I'd like to beat myself over the head. I'm such a jerk. Any other time I'm bitching that I want to run away from them and here I stand waiting for him. And then later, uh, it states here, when Allison's escort walked up to her, he was shocked to see her there. For him, the shock was compounded because she was wearing hybrid clothes. He quickly told Allison that they would have to go back to the shower room and return the clothes. And then she states, after I get that understanding that I could have caused problems for myself, I say to him, what were you doing? What were you doing in there? I think I think it, you know, he just puts it off like eating and sleeping. Like it's so simple. It sounds too simple to be right, but that's what I understand. And then uh, Jacobs uh, uh, writes, if this is true, it suggests that aliens obtain their fuel by absorption through their skin rather than by ingestion. The absorption theory is supported by reports of fetuses floating in tanks in and incubator, incubatoriums. Many fetuses do not have umbilical cords, suggesting that they do not receive nourishment from a placenta. And then he, he ends this chapter by stating, Thus, whatever the specific and still unknown biological processes, we now know that aliens obtain fuel differently from humans, that their skin has a unique function, and that they convert food to energy very differently. But these are mere glimpses into alien life and biology, and the reason we do not know more is that the aliens do not want us to know. They have implemented a policy of secrecy that has effectively prevented us from understanding them or their intentions. Secrecy is the cornerstone upon which the abduction phenomenon rests. The success of the alien agenda depends upon it. Now, I, I wanted to bring that up because... Uh, now. I guess the the question here is what are they absorbing into their skin what kind of nourishment uh, are, are they are they is is in this liquid that apparently is absorbed through their skin uh, now actually when you think about this uh, before we even go further I just want to point out that you know these beings the way they've been described they don't have teeth uh uh and they have just some sort of a their mouths are very small they just have like a membrane and it looks like a gum uh, uh so it doesn't look like they they really could chew uh, anything so uh, have a liquid diet uh sounds reasonable uh with regard to these uh creatures and also uh i guess they get it through uh absorption uh rather than um than through their eating through the mouth so and that's very interesting well now anyway i just want to shift gears here a little bit and talk about what is in this nourishment now i recently talked uh to a uh, a former government engineer who worked with uh, a bunch of different uh programs for for NASA, for DARPA, you know, a bunch of different or, uh, the CIA, different organizations and this person uh, wants to remain anonymous and I I have used some of his uh he, he's he's this person has sent me uh several uh documents where he has uh provided his theories and I recently uh, was given another uh one and it's with regard to this his theory that basically the cattle mutilations as he stated before were um you know the reason that they're doing this is that they're they are they need the blood for for food they're feeding on cattle these 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 beings are basically like insects and uh they feed on cattle and, and this person also believes that uh, that uh, actually some people who are mutilated uh, uh there's human beings who get mutilated by these beings, and perhaps that these creatures are also feeding on human blood um and as we also know there's it's not just cattle it seems to be mostly cattle that's uh turns up mutilated all the time but uh there's been other other animals uh uh there's been horses there's been deer there's all, all sorts of animals that have uh have been found in this condition where they seem to be, be uh, have to, to have been sliced up with uh precision by precision lasers, and and there's not a, a drop of blood inside their bodies. So anyway, I received this uh, document, and I'll I'll share this document with you right now. Uh, my this is the the former engineer, NASA engineer, who is now retired, and this is what he states. <clears throat> Obviously, all living creatures require nourishment. They have to consume something. Generally, creatures that consume plant material have evolved large molar-like teeth, and carnivores have evolved sharper teeth intended for shredding and tearing flesh. In the case of the greys, from all accounts, they have very small mouths and few, if any, teeth. This indicates that they are adapted to subsist on a liquid diet. I think the main thing they want from cattle is the blood. Maybe the only reason they take certain body parts is for genetic samples. I just want to stop there for a minute, as a lot of people who uh, who have uh, in- researched the cattle mutilation uh, phenomenon understand. It's not just the blood they take. They cut the tongues are cut out. The uh, you know eyes are gouged out. The, the, the udders are, are missing. I mean, there's just different portions uh, of the of the of the bodies that are just missing. <clears throat> anyway, continuing. Ah uh. I think the main reason that think I think the main thing they want from cattle is the blood. Maybe the only reason they take certain body parts is for genetic samples. They might be sending it back home to their buddies to clone cattle from. It would make sense that they would send home samples of any animal they happen to find that could be used to increase the food supply back on their home planet. And if the trip takes a while, it would be a lot more efficient to just send DNA samples and then try to ship a bunch of live cows. Perhaps that's the reason they also take human dna to be sent back to their home planet along with the samples from the cattle i wouldn't like to guess what that's used for maybe they collect specimens for a nice little interplanetary zoo now um now this that this person has also uh stated that uh that the belief that these beings are here to colonize the planet i think that's what's going on i think that they're i I mean they could be sending some things back home to to try to to do this like this person states uh like genetic genetic samples uh but uh you know or maybe they're taken to other planets not their home planet i mean who knows what's going on exactly but uh the fact of the matter is these uh these beings are are definitely uh Stealing blood from cat, from cattle, we know that for a fact. And apparently, there's been cases involving humans, and we and there's also cases involving other animals. So and 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 I don't know what they do with the blood before they consume it, before they absorb it. But it's apparently, it looks like it could possibly be if this is true, if this theory is true, that they mix it in some sort of fluid or they uh, they do something with it, and then somehow they stand in this room and and it it somehow gets absorbed into their bodies. Um that makes sense. I mean, you know, if considering what they look like and these things are insect like. I mean, now some people say that they there's some reptilians involved here too. Um you know, actually if you read Jacob's books, uh he he thinks a lot of like he he thinks that you know there could be reptilians but f- for the most part he thinks that sometimes people might that the same descriptions are provided and yet some people say they're insect like and then some people will say they're reptilians i don't know i don't know what the case is i mean we, we, it's again like, like like jacob states they don't want us to know that the whole thing here is all about secrecy you know they they don't want us to know what they're up to what they're doing and they just uh they're just keeping it keeping it quiet and um uh, but this is interesting so unlike us they absorb their food and apparently their food uh is could possibly be uh blood um and I guess, you know, I guess when you really think about all of this, is it that bad? Is this such a bad thing? I mean, um, I mean, look at us. Look at the human race. I mean, you know, I, I you know, I, I eat a hamburger yesterday, you know, I, you know, I, I eat meat all the time, you know, I, you know, so, you know, should we be upset about this? No, I don't think we should. But however, we should be concerned about what's going on here. Like, what's the end game? You know what's the end game? I mean, what's going on here with this hybridization program that, you know, basically is laid out, you know, you know, uh, on a platter in, in books like The Threat. Um, you know, it could be, it could be very bad. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, again, from their point of view, and like I stated this before, it could just it could just be indifference. Like we're just we're, we really don't mean much to them, but our planet could mean a lot to them, and that's why. Um, this could be a concern uh for us in the long run like <laughs> i mean if like the th- the book the threat ends with uh there's something big going to happen at some point soon okay that was this book came out in 1998 so you know there's something soon it's you know it's well over 20 years now we're still waiting for this something soon okay and you know at least 25 years i would say because i'm i'm sure some of these cases that we're, he's he's talking about in here were from the early 90s mid 90s you know, and then the book gets published in '98, so now we're in 2022. So it has to be over 25 years ago. Uh, but something s- soon to to a to a, a an extraterrestrial race that's, that that uh, pr- most definitely traveled r- ridiculous amounts through through the galaxy to get here soon could mean a whole different thing than what it would mean to us. You know, soon to us means like tomorrow or next week or maybe even six months from now or maybe even a year soon to an extraterrestrial could mean 50 years 100 years i mean who knows but anyhow uh yeah so think about that there it looks like they're absor- they're absorbing their nourishment through uh through the skin and uh could be blood maybe even ours okay we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back We are back. I want to talk about the 2006 Chicago uh, O'Hare International Airport UFO sighting. A lot of people out there, I'm sure, remember this thing. But uh, the reason I want to talk about it is just to show you and to point out the the, re- the ridiculous uh, lying responses that we get from our officials uh, sometimes when these things happen. Uh, we we no, Nobody's ever... Uh, uh, you know, provided any answers and again there's a lot of interesting aspects to this case i mean this is at an airport uh you know this is only uh five years after the 9-11 attacks and uh yet there's no big deal made by the government with regard to this uh intrusion into our airspace but anyway i'm going to i'm going to read from a couple of different things here here was an article that was actually written in 2013 remembering uh the o'hare ufo sighting in 2006 That was published in the Chicago Tribune. Uh, It was by Ryan Smith. I will leave a link for this article so you can check it out for yourself. But anyway, it states The city of Chicago isn't known as a hotbed of UFO activity, but O'Hare Airport is the home of one of the most publicized sightings of the last decade. A flying saucer like object was spotted over Concourse C of the, the United Terminal in November 2006 by pilots airline management, and mechanics. The incident, reported by a Chicago Tribune columnist a few weeks later, noted the object was first seen by a United ramp worker around 4.30 p.m. After that, a variety of witnesses said the object was dark gray and 6 to 24 feet in diameter. Some said it appeared as a spinning frisbee, while others said it wasn't rotating at all. All agreed the object was silent and appeared just below the 1,900-foot cloud deck until shooting off into the clouds and leaving a circular hole shape in the clouds, said the one uh, mechanic named John Hilkovich, told a uh, reporter. But I know that what I saw and what a lot of other people saw stood out very, very clearly, and it definitely was not an Earth aircraft. A manager on Concourse B ran outside his office after hearing the report about the sighting on an internal airline radio frequency. I knew no one would make a false call like that, but if somebody was bouncing a weather balloon or something else over O'Hare, we had to stop it because it was in very close proximity to our flight operations. The story was eventually picked up by many major media outlets and caused people to reconsider the idea of UFOs, though the Federal Aviation Administration and the airline refused to investigate the incident. The FAA dismissed the incident as a weather phenomenon, and Dr. Mark Hammergren, an astronomer at Adler Planetarium, agreed, saying the weather conditions at O'Hare that day were right for a hole-punch cloud. And this is what... uh, Hammergren, this is a quote, direct quote from Hammergren, he stated. It's something that occurs when a propeller or jet airplane passes through when you have uniform cloud cover and the temperature is right near the freezing point. They make liquid water droplets freeze and a hazy disk of ice crystals descends from a hole and it looks like a perfect hole punched in the cloud. But for Center for UFO Studies scientific director Mark Rottiger, the possible alien craft that appeared in the center's own proverbial backyard remains a mystery worth exploring. He said, this is what uh, uh, Rottiger said. It's an unknown object over O'Hare, and it's seen by official personnel. And does United or the FAA take it seriously? Of course not. They have zero interest because UFOs can't exist. But how can you not worry about something hovering over an airport after 9-11? It doesn't make sense. Journalist Leslie Keene also wrote about it in her book, UFOs, Generals, Pilots, and Government Officials Go on the Record, and talked about it on the Colbert Report with Stephen Colbert in 2010, saying the government should investigate the O'Hare incident. This thing was hovering over Chicago O'Hare Airport at rush hour, Keene said. Lots of people saw it. The U.S. government never said a word okay it's very interesting isn't it very interesting that the united states government never said a word isn't that always the case doesn't it seem you know when these things happen let's think about this for a second now i mean (laughs) it's amazing that uh you know that okay now the, the faa comes out and states afterward oh it's it's just a weather phenomenon next question you know that nonsense you know they they try to give even though there was like a, you know a do, at least a dozen people that saw this thing and it was clearly metallic and you know uh, and then they then they card out the astronomer who never who has never done any kind of research whatsoever these you know you know they always have to go to the the person who who doesn't do research they people assume that astronomers would know before anybody else but in most cases they they don't know there's you know very few astronomers who are interested in the subject of ufo's they're interested in you know looking through telescopes at the stars uh, and, you know, this, this, oh, there have been cases where there are astronomers that come out and say, yeah, they saw UFOs, but for the most part, they don't. And, and you know, you just look at look at the, you know, we, we have people like Neil deGrasse Tyson out there, you know, uh, you know until I, he, he needs the proof. You know, you ever see the statements that these people, these astronomers make a lot of times are absolutely ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, and, and the FAA not doing anything. Uh, it's just so... Uh, <laughs> You, you realize that behind the scenes, there had to be something, you know, you would you would think that the Pentagon would have been interested in this. I'm certain that they were, but they're not going to talk to the public about it. But then again, you know, like we've talked about before on here, you know, the whole thing is, is what are you going to do? They can't do anything about it. They can't do anything about it. They have no control over what these things are going to do. They just don't. They can't. They, if they show up, what are you going to do? You you, you you know, fire at them with their with, with, with jet fighters. I mean, it's just not going to work. You know, it's it's there's nothing we, the government can do, and this is a case of that. So what do they do? They come out and they just lie. It's a weather phenomenon, you know. And so, how many cases throughout the years? You know, it's uh, imagination. It's uh, that person who saw that's a crackpot. You know, uh, that that guy must have been drunk. You know, stuff like that. It's it's been like that for years. Of course in recent years things have changed a little bit you know it'd be interesting to see what would happen now you know since 2017 now that the pentagon has uh basically admitted that there are things flying around that they have no uh they don't know what they are uh you know at least maybe now if something like o'hare happens now you know you might get a statement saying we don't know at least you might get a statement now saying we don't know what it was you know even though Uh, Many of us know what it is. We all know what it is. It's all common sense. It's common sense what it is. And that's what I want to talk about here a little bit. Common sense. You know, a lot of people just don't have common sense. I mean, there's some of the smartest people in the world don't have common sense when it comes to the ufo problem they just don't um and i mean if you were to do a, even a modicum of research on this yourself you would see that there's definitely something to this and there's been something to it for a long time but yet some of the smartest people that we have uh you know some of the smartest talking heads you see on tv who uh, basically try to debunk this on a regular basis? Uh, the smartest people on the internet, the you know the people like uh, and who s- want to spend all their time debunking this whole thing. People like Mick West, for instance, smart but apparently no common sense. You know, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, extremely smart. You know, you know, very enjoyable to listen to. You know, when he's talking about uh, the galaxy and the universe and black holes and. You know all those things, but when it comes to uh, the, the the apparent obviousness of the uh, the presence here that's on Earth, I mean, he's you know he's nowhere to be found. He's talking like a fool. Uh, he sounds like a fool. I mean, there's just no common sense there at all. I mean, it, it's funny. I mean, you could, uh, you know, something shows up, and like a craft like this shows up, and you, and and a number of people see with their own eyes, or a number of people see uh, a landed craft, and there's occupants walking around, and then there's proof there. And I mean, you know, it doesn't take. Uh, it's not. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. I mean that that thing at, at for instance the thing at o'hare that was obviously not that from this planet the, the who's ever operating that was not uh it wasn't human technology i mean i mean this is that's that was just another case on uh among thou- thousands you know thousands of cases another case added to the bucket and and you know you, you had a bunch of different eyeballs looking at it that saw it um and, it, you know, it takes off through the clouds, but yet we have this astronomer coming up, even though these people said no, it, you know, they insisted, no, it wasn't, it couldn't have been a weather phenomenon. It was an object. It's like there's this, uh, they, they, regardless of how smart some people are, they just can't, they just can't see the light here. They just can't see the light. I mean, you could find the the the, the dumbest, most uneducated hillbilly, in, you, know, you know, living in the backwoods of Tennessee somewhere, and that guy would would, would actually know if, if 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 this kind of evidence was presented to that guy, he would say, you know, must be aliens from outer space. Yeah, he would be right. He he would have. He has at least has the common sense to see, you know, uh, the 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 obviousness of of what's going on here. It's obvious. It's obvious. There's there's a presence here, but yet we have these these games, you know, that's played by the government officials over the years, played by, uh, you know, by people who. Are basically willful, willfully ignorant. Like you know, the Neil deGrasse Tyson's out there. It's like it's a, it's a willful ignorance. You know, Mick West is is on Twitter. All if you follow this guy, right? He's on Twitter all the time, constantly trying to debunk the the, the Gimbal UFO, the 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 goal fast UFO, the Fleer UFO. I mean, he's just constantly trying to figure out a way that they twisted himself in, in pretzels in a pretzel, trying to the, debunk these kind of things it's sad it's sad it's like man, man did you not look at the evidence here did you not read the books did you not like read the reports i mean this is obvious what's going on here dude you know okay of course there's going to be every now and then you're going to get something that will turn out to be prosaic but there's just too many cases man there's too many cases out there it's not pros you can't find it's not weather phenomenon it's not some cr- not, not, not a bunch of crackpots you know, it's not a bunch of uh, people who are you know came stumbling out of a bar, bombed out of their gourds. It's not that. You know, it's not uh, misidentifications. You know, these things are circular shaped. They don't have any wings on them. They don't make any sound, and they're, they're metal and they're flying around, landing, flying around. There's people who've seen the beings. I mean, there's so much to this thing, yet people, uh, like smart people, you know, smart people who apparently don't have common sense. Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't have common sense when it comes to this issue. It's, it's willful ignorance. You know, you can't say you know. Uh, you, you can't call it. You can't say that these people are idiots or you know stupid. They're not. They're they're smart. These people are smarter than I am. Okay, but they're they don't have common sense. They just don't. And and I guess you know the O'Hare thing. I mean, that's just one of the things that you know you throw in the bucket there. The way the government responds, you know, they're lying. You know they're lying. The FAA a weather phenomenon. Come on, <laughs> the officials that that come out with that statement, they weren't there. They didn't see it. It was these other people that saw it. But you're going to say it's a weather phenomenon, and then you know people were afraid at the time. I remember seeing an interview, uh, you know, from from the Chicago area at that time, where you know the one guy comes out. He was afraid to you know to show his face and give his name because he could get fired. You know that's how it was you know nowadays it's, it seems like things are loosening up that that's a good thing we are in a, in, a, in the right direction there you know i think that people now or they could say uh, what they saw without uh you know fear of uh, you know being removed from their job you know but that's how it used to be anyway um You know, and I'm sure there are still people who feel that way who feel scared that if they see something, they can't say anything because if they do, then you know they're going to get brought into an office and and, you know basically dressed down for for making a public statement about seeing a UFO. But anyway, yeah, just yet another example uh, the O'Hare incident, another example of you know something that's obvious, obvious that wasn't an object from another world, uh, operated by extraterrestrials, and yet we have people who just don't want to accept that fact and and you get the official statements basically giving telling lies and uh, yeah but anyway um, yeah.